Today is a big day, fellas, because the man who's holding one of the most prettiest elite titles ever in professional wrestling is going to be on this podcast in the one-on-one exclusive with our man, J.O. City, the connoisseur, Mr. Jay Holland. Without further ado, my name is Luis Vasquez. Welcome to the Unsanctioned Podcast. Welcome back, I hope. You can always find me on Twitter at Luis Vasquez 617 It's your boy, Jay Holland here, man. I can't believe we got him. Like it. Got him back again. Got him back again. Two time. Two time. But yeah, definitely follow me on social media at The Connoisseur 781. That's C O N N O I S S E U R 781. And then, unless you're on Facebook, that, that JL City with the 781 at the end. I'm Julio June, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and on of today's guest, you see me chugging Boots. along. Boots. <laughs> big time, yeah, I big time. That forever. <laughs> Former Patriot, baby. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Oh, gets that love. On the other half of our card today, we'll be breaking down a certain card in the world of Mr. Moose. And what card is that? We're giving our predictions for Bound for Glory, which is taking place this Saturday, October 24th. You know what I mean? It's going to be on Fight TV and traditional pay-per-view. Uh, for those who are interested, make sure you go check it out. The card looks great. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna touch on it a bit more, but... Again, ladies and gentlemen, we have Moose here on the Unsanctioned Podcast. And you already know, Luis, hit the line. I'll hit the line. I'll hit the line. I always hit. And that line is hit us up across our social media platforms and channels on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at Unsanctioned PW. J.O. City, hit the line. You already know, this is the Unsanctioned Podcast. We're now being sanctioned over your airways. Let's get it. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Jill City here, Unsanctioned Podcast. We are here with the man of the hour. You already know, two-time appearance, Mr. Moose himself. What's going on, sir? Oh, how you doing, bro? Thanks for having me. No, nah, no, nah, no problem, man. Thank, thank you for joining us, man. Like I said, we've, you know, you've been on prior, and you know, we've been getting a lot of feedback, positive feedback, especially now, uh, more so close to Bound for Glory. Um, so let me just hop right into it, man. Bound for Glory, Impact's biggest show of the year. You know, what are your thoughts going into it, man? You have an amazing matchup with, uh, with EC3, and I just want to touch upon it and say, love the storytelling that's been going on, and, and uh, it brings me back, and it's reminiscent of the classic views, and, and I want to see more of it. So tell me more about your uh, your thoughts on EC3. Um, EC3, uh, EC3 is EC3, man. Um, it, it's, I've had a lot of questions. People ask me, uh, how am I going to get ready for this new EC3 and I think that's um, very funny because it's like I always I remember my mom always told me um, you could take a boy out the hood, but you can't take a hood about the boy. You can't take you could take a boy out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the boy. And it's one of those things that no matter what change EC3 is going through, he's still the same old EC3. Um, 
he's the same guy that I've kicked his ass time and time in the past. And <laughs> just because he's walking around with skinny jeans and a black hoodie and a black towel over his head, that doesn't make him different than what he used to be. He's still the same guy. He still um, um, he still has the same talent, and he's a great talent. I'm not saying he's not. He's a superb talent. I mean, he's a what two-time Impact or TNA Heavyweight Champion. So that says a lot about him. But I mean, this whole new quote unquote new evil EC3. Give me a break. It's still the same same guy, and <laughs> I'm gonna kick his ass like I've kicked his ass in the past. All right. Speaking of the TNA Heavyweight Championship, man, I, I kudos to you for for bringing that back, man. Like you know, my co-hosts who couldn't join me, but they speak highly of that belt, saying it's probably the most beautiful belt in all of the industry. Uh, so tell me, what was your your thought process on bringing that back? Um, because and you know, if it should be recognized as as the Heavyweight Championship inside Impact. I mean, it is. It's the Real World Championship. It's the most prestigious championship in all the professional wrestling. Um, why did I bring it back? Because I am a wrestling guy. I've beat every legend that's come through those, that's come back to Impact Wrestling that came through those TNA doors. So that's why I am the TNA Heavyweight Championship, which is a real world champion. Do you feel that Impact needs to do more to, to recognize you as the world heavyweight champion? Because I feel like it, it's, they acknowledge it somewhat. But I think you on another level is like, hey, I am the franchise. I am this damn company. Recognize me as such. I mean, I think they they recognize me as much as I need to be recognized. I mean, think about this. How many I've had more tight defense than whoever the 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 impact champion is now, haven't I? Um, yes, I've have. had I've had more title defenses against who the ex the guy who had the impact world title before the guy who has it now, haven't I? Yes, I've had more world title defenses against the guy who had the title, the impact title before the guy who had the impact title lost it to the guy who has the impact title. So and to the woman and to the, and to the woman. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I've had more title defenses than all those guys I just named. So, I mean, what does that say about how impact, what impact thinks about, my championship or my championship reign they respect it and that's why they keep giving me title defenses on national tv and have had me main event the show at several times on access tv so all right i definitely feel that man so going into bound for glory like i said this is you are give or take i want to say you're the longest tenured straight going through Currently, tell me how's it feel? Like, I'm actually the I'm the third longest tenure. Um, oh yeah, Eddie is one, Eddie. and Rosemary is two. Being one of the the leaders and being there for so long, and, and you guys being you know pillars of impact. I mean, t- tell me how's that feel going into you know, compared to the first time you was at Bound for Glory compared to this one, and do you have any special entrances lined up? Um, no, I mean, um, to answer that last question you just asked, do I have any special interest in lined up? No, because this is more of a, of a different feel. I don't even know where I'm wrestling at on Saturday, so I can't really plan uh, any interests. I just have to get myself physically ready for a fight and find out where the location is and go fight. Um, but, um, how does it feel? I mean, it's one of those things when I first came to Impact Wrestling, I was kind of like a, a child, a rookie, and I just had to do my job and, and do as I was told by whoever the leaders were then, where um, 
four years down the road now, right? I'm a I'm a veteran and um a locker room leader per se and I could um I I don't I'm not one of those guys who give instructions or um or tell people what to do. I just kinda let my actions lead by example, you know. Now speaking of getting ready, man, your body transformation uh, throughout the years, man, has been amazing. Uh, I, I've seen one of your Instagram photos where you, you kind of did the the side by side, the profile. Tell me, what is it that some of the things that you have done to transform your body, like diet wise, or even just regimen? Oh man, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where um, when I first got to Impact Wrestling, I I um, was I dedicated. I didn't really dedicate what my body looked like because I was lucky and I was just talented and um, athletic. So I let kind of my the athletic side of myself take over where um, I actually got a picture from Scott Demore, who is actually a um, good friend and almost like a big brother role told me. And he didn't say no words. He just sent the picture and I looked at the picture and saw how disgusting I thought I looked. And just ever since then, I felt like I needed a, um, to put as much work into my physical form as in my um, how talented I was or how athletic I was, and um, decided to go on a meal plan and um, change my workout plan a little bit and my cardio um, regimen up, and that's what made this big change physically. Man, like like I said, I've seen it, man. It's just kudos to you because a lot of people sometimes will be complacent and, and just rely on that athleticism. But that just shows that you put a lot of, you know, work into not only your craft but your body and, and making sure that you're ready for these moments, man. You know, and, yeah, and looking I mean, at the, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I take, I take pride in that, man. Um, I mean, it's not something that happened overnight because um, I, I feel like sometimes people see you see a change and be like, oh, man, Moose is looking lean. And they 100% just um, give the reason why you're looking lean to uh, drugs and like steroids and no matter what, or whatever um, is out there that they might believe you're using. But they don't really think about that. It took four years <laughs> to get to that <laughs> point. But they only remember what you look like right now and not what you used to look like four years ago you know so it was definitely a lot of hard work and they they didn't happen overnight it was four years of of changing restructuring your whole program you know yeah so what was the probably the hardest thing the most hardest thing to give up um it's just the hardest thing honestly is the, is the food is what you eat yeah the working out and doing cardio that's a people think that's a hard part that's actually the, the easy thing to do um, the hard thing is um, watching what you put in your mouth and what you digest, you know, that's uh, 10 times harder than the physical work. So moving on to Battle for Glory, man, the, the card top to bottom, honestly, is great. And it's like I mentioned earlier, this is great storylines going into it. Everything from, you know, Eric Young to Rich Swan and how that those those seeds were planted down to uh, Kylie Ray and, you know, Deanna Perrazzo and, and, you know, the last shot gauntlet match you know so tell me like as a of course you are a performer and i know competition is everything but there are i'm pretty sure there are some of your peers that you admire what are some of the matches that you yourself are kind of like let me stand behind the monitor and watch this if i can uh when i get back from wherever i'm fighting at truthfully i can't even tell you one match that's on our card and that's uh, that, that has nothing to do with 
me not paying attention to what's going on. I mean, if you've been watching the program, I haven't been in the impact zone for Lord knows when. I've been trying to track down EC3 to find my um, my my damn title. Bloody so, knuckles um, and all, honestly, man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I couldn't tell you one match that's on the card, but I do. I have a lot of faith and confidence that Impact Wrestling always put out the best wrestling shows and pay-per-views and um episodic tv shows out there so there's no doubt in my mind that we're gonna do it again and uh at bound for glory but to answer your question i couldn't tell you what what match is who's wrestling who or what's going on because i've been too focused on trying to find my tna heavyweight championship which i did happen to finally track it down and got it back in my possession um last tuesday so yeah like um, I said, but i'm sure yeah, I'm confident that um, it it will be a banger. It'll be one of the best pay per view, if not the best pay per view of the year. Yeah, and you know, to you guys' credit, man, and this is something we've discussed on the podcast, like throughout you know this pandemic, even prior, you guys marched to the beat of your own drum, and you guys consistently have been putting out you know great episodes, you know, very entertaining episodes, and even with the influx of uh, recent new talent that you guys have come in, you guys have find ways to work them in, but at the same time, just recognizing the people that have been there throughout. And so kudos to you guys. But with the new influx of talent, man, and, and new people coming through the doors, who are some of the people that you would, you would like to just you know, lock horns with? Um, I mean, uh, I've had a bunch of good matches with Eddie Edwards, so that's somebody yeah. else. Maybe that's – I might give him an invitation to um, – to for my TNA heavyweight championship once I'm done with EC3, who knows? But honestly, um, I could um, there's a bunch of guys on that we have a highly talented roster. Um, um, from the Good Brothers being here and um, Heat Heat um Slate or Heat coming back um oh coming to Impact Wrestling and he's somebody that was surprisingly really talented that I lock, lock horns with and I wouldn't mind wrestling again. But to answer your question, I'm right now, I'm 100% just focused on EC3. So maybe you could ask me that question on Sunday after this fight with EC3 and I'll give you a better answer. Well, I'm being a little selfish, man, because I hope I, I hope you and EC3 have more than just one, <laughs> just because you guys have been putting together, you know, such classic material and, and great work, you know, and, and you know I mean? To the point where he's in your head, you know, with your with your high school coach, man, uh, and so that just lets me know everything I need to know is, is, is like he's everywhere in your head and how serious you are about him, and just coming this Saturday, October twenty fourth, for Bound for Glory, which is available on Fight TV and uh, pay per view across uh, the U S. You know, I, I think that's something that everyone needs to circle and definitely keep an eye on. And like I said, selfishly, I'm hoping more comes out of it, man. I, as much as I clamor for just this one match, I hope there's many more. Um, but Moose, you know, like I said, Bound for Glory, man, you've had some classic moments at Bound for Glory. What are one, maybe two that stand out for you the most throughout of your, your tenure? Mm. I mean, the first one is always, um, always good because that was my first um, input and stamp in the company. Um, my first Bound for Glory, I think it was against Michael Bennett. And, um, uh, I have a feeling that this one would be um, probably the most memorable one. Um, it's definitely going to be something different. It's a fight in an undisclosed location. I don't think Impact has ever, ever had that. And um, mm-hmm. 
and it's against um, EC3, a guy who some might say might be the best TNA heavyweight champion in Impact history. So, uh, in TNA I think that, history, I think that goes and, to you. I think that honor goes to you. I mean, it does, but some, like I said, some people might say he is the greatest TNA um, TNA heavyweight champion in TNA history just because he was the guy that was made, that TNA made. Um compared to the other guys who came from other companies and became champion. And he was like a homegrown guy that who became champion, I think twice actually. Yep. So, I mean, um, I have a feeling that this, this pay-per-view and this match is going to be one of the ages and one a lot of people talk about because of how different it's going to be. And I mean, I just, if like, I, like I'll say, if, EC3 is as good as fighting as he is as playing mind games, and maybe I'm in, I'm probably be in trouble, but <laughs> I don't think he is. I think um, his his strong point is the mind games is playing, and my strong point is the fighting. So, I mean, most selfishly, I gotta ask this man: the robes, the jackets. You know, I I, I, I want to say they're robes, but they kind of look like jackets. Either way, they're very fashionable. How can oh, I get you. my hand? How can how can I get my hands on one? I, I I need a moose special jacket, like maybe in black. How can I get my hands on one? No, that's an easy answer. You can't. Um, <laughs> the the um customable customizable just for me. So oh, good man. luck trying to find somebody to make you a moose robe. Yeah, I, I was hoping you put in the plug, man. You know, you being you your former ties with the Patriots and uh, you know, I used to root. <laughs> I was hoping you put in a plug for me, man. <laughs> I could put in a plug, but I mean, do you have twenty five hundred bucks to go to go buy one? I mean, uh, that's uh, up to you. I mean, yeah, I need that UK, moose so discount. It, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't get, I don't, I don't get no discounts. That's how much I pay for them. So <laughs> well, I'll I give you, I'll give you um, a plug, but it's a pretty penny. So. <laughs> well, I mean, moose, you know, we appreciate your time, man. And you know, is there anything else you want to get out to the public? Uh, prior to your match with EC3 this Saturday, just make sure what um whatever streams or whatever um way you can watch it, order it because it's going to be a hell of a show. Yo, Moose, thank you very much for taking the time out to speak with us on the Unsanctioned Podcast. You know, wish you the very best of luck this Saturday, Bound for Glory, Saturday, October 24th. Make sure you guys order it, whether it's on Fight TV or traditional pay per view. You guys do not want to miss this matchup, Moose. Thank you very much. The TNA heavyweight champion is in the building. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to Impact, man. They've been riding their own wave since even before the pandemic, man. And, and honestly, it's been very entertaining. So, you know, kudos to them, man. They, yeah, and I'm all about pushing young talent and people who are there for the now. But Ken Shamrock, shout out to him for, like, even giving this return a shot and having it be successful and Impact allowing him to do that and giving him that platform. Because Ken Shamrock, let's be real, and he was even on our show a couple years back, he had been pleading, he'd been begging for a chance to show that he still got it. And so shout out to Impact for doing that. I hope he does well. The crazy thing too is how 2020 is that? Would you ever think Ken Shamrock would be back in the Impact Zone, back in TNA, back wrestling with Impact's current crop of wrestlers and right. doing an amazing job at that? Not even as a novelty act. Like he's actually like I, in there, entrenched. He's, entrenched. he's doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and he has a, he's, he's, he has a great match on the card with, with Eddie Edwards, man. So, you know, former Impact slash TNA heavyweight champion, you know, going against former NWA heavyweight champion and Ken Shamrock and newly uh, Impact Hall of Famer Ken Shamrock. We got to put that out there, man. So, you know, kudos, to, yep. kudos to them both, man. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's unique because, like, Ken attacked Eddie about a couple weeks ago. 
um, you know, and he's bringing out that like that aggression side, you know, so which is always great to see of Ken Shamrock. It just peels back another layer. Um, I think this feud is, you know, I mean, definitely needed. You know, it takes uh, two guys who won't really do much within their feuds. They just came out of different feuds. And it gives them something to, to, to vibe for, man. And with Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock's uh, corner, it'll be interesting to see where it leads. Uh, for my prediction, I think Ken Shamrock gets the win over Eddie uh, with a little assistance from Sammy Callahan. I'm going to go yeah, with that, too. I'm, exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to have to make that unanimous. I'll agree just with the yeah. Sammy Callahan factor. Feels like uh, Ken Howley would have the advantage. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. Like, um, Sammy's, his his gimmick is very, very, very somewhat alike, but very different from The Fiend. Um, and I say that in regards to, like, when he appears, like, lights go out, like, in stages, like, pew, pew. And then, like, he had these random guys with, like, fake faces will come up and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just interesting to see that, that Impact is doing something, especially with him on a unique level and it, it appears that other companies may be picking up on it as well and, and added it with their crop of talent. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what kind of touch he adds to this match because I think there'd be a lot of crying if Ken were to go over clean and so yeah. this might be the way to do it. Exactly. Uh, the next one up is the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match and that's for a number one contendership at the teen, uh, excuse me, Impact Heavyweight Championship um, and it features a lot but the, the great stipulation is if either... Uh, Heath or Rhino don't win. You know, Heath Rhino does. I mean, he, yeah, Heath Slater doesn't get his contract with Impact, and Rhino is, you know, canceling his contract if he doesn't win. Um, you know, and shout out to, to Rhino for, I guess, being that friend who put his own job on the line just right. to ensure that, that Heath Slater gets that, that fair shot and, what, and what, a chance. What a bang up guy, huh? To I know. To put your <laughs> whole career on the line for your friend? Ah, oh, <laughs> Rhino, class act. Yeah, class act. You know what I mean? But he, I mean, Give or take, he might be ready, ready to retire. So. <laughs> right. we, you know what? I think we have to highlight, and this is something TNA mm-hmm. has always done well in their history, is the fact that they always come up with innovative, fun matches that feature, you know, kind of stipulations like this. You know, you had the Feast of Fire, and now mm-hmm. you have an opportunity for whoever wins this match, you know, if that's not Ryan or Heath who, that does win, has the opportunity to challenge for whatever championship they want or whatever opportunity they'd like to go after. So I think it's pretty awesome. And the other innovative part of this match is, you have men and women. Yes. Um, yes. You got Taya Valkyrie, a.k.a., you know what I mean? That's John Morrison's wife. Yep. For those who don't know, you have Havoc in there. You know, yep. Tanel Dashwood's yep. in there. Um, former, former Emelina. Yeah, we, we're just going to skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, we got Brian Myers, someone who was just let go by WWE a few months back. You know I mean? Part of the major brothers, for all those throwback heads and edgeheads who don't know. Uh, you got Tommy Dreamer, who's like still around, and he's he has the polka dot pants, which is like very Dusty Reynolds esque, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's a great way to feature talent on the card as well. Like I said, people yep. who who necessarily aren't in programs, but you want to get them featured on the card. So you know, shout out to Impact for doing that as well. Um, I think what it comes down to, I think Keith ends up pulling it out. Um, I think he does get his contract, but I think he does it in a heelish way where him and Rhino will actually have a feud brewing. And I think that's the start of a new program. Yeah, there's so many different ways with this match, you know, with so many different talents in this match and the male and female perspective that they could go. So it's very hard to predict. Um, It's really a crapshoot. I, you know, just to have a different of opinion from you, Jay, I'm probably going to go with Tennille Dashwood um, just because I think they have big plans for her. 
Um, and I think having a woman wins this match would, 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 you know, really be a story. And TNA is all about the story. So I'm going to go with Tanil Dashwood. Yeah, I mean, Julio, I'm not going to select that, but I think that would really tap into a working formula that they figured out before with their prior heavyweight champion. Uh, who, Hold up, we got to censor all that. We, can, we don't have clearance turn. to mention that. So, that didn't happen. Well, exactly. And so, given ben that, Wad from the books. They, might, they might want to recreate something that they know worked for them in the past. And so, I could see them going that route. And, and that would be a very cool thing to see. It would elevate whoever the, the woman competitor is that ends up coming out victorious, for sure. For whatever reason, though, Given, I, I understand, I'm acknowledging what, what Heath has going on, but for some reason, Brian Myers is also someone that stands out to me. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. I know he's been out on a mission to, to prove himself just as Heath has, and I can see the thing with the storyline with Heath continuing if he doesn't win. Just some way, somehow, they'll tie in a way to continue extending the story instead of moving it to the next chapter if he were to win. But I'm going to select Brian Myers. Take right. So next thing up, we have the, uh, you know, basically six-way match for the Impact X Division Championship. You know, shout-outs to the X Division, man. Like, they know how to create Always. stars. Always. Like That's what TNA's think? based on. TNA's made their foundation off the X Division. The X Division, man. Like, you know, Samoa Joe, names like AJ Styles. AJ. Yeah, I mean, you know, Christopher Daniels, and, and so on and so forth, man. So, like, definitely shout-out to X, uh, the X Division, man. But this one uh, features Rohit Raju as the champion versus, you know, Chris Bay. First Jordan Grace, that, shout out to Julio on that one. <laughs> you know, first Trey versus TJP and Willie Mack, man. So um, what's unique about this storyline is like Rohit is the classic heel champion, like trying to swindle his way out of matches and like, you know, do the absolute most not to defend his title. Um, just, you know, even, you know, just this past week, you know, he, had, he did an open challenge with Jordan Grace, came out and beat him. And he was like, hey, the title wasn't on the line. She was robbed. <laughs> she was robbed. Last time I heard, whenever you answer an open challenge and you come out, it don't matter if you hand the belt to the referee. That's an open challenge for the belt. She but, was fair and square, and she was robbed. But that was, but that was a unique. Like no one would have ever thought about that. Like, hey, the referee didn't raise the belt, yeah, so it was smart. a championship match. You know what I mean? So you know, shout out to, for just finding unique ways to, to, to kind of get Rohit over as that heelish, snakeish champion that you just want to see finally get beaten. Um, I think it is one. I, I I think Rohit like finds a way to escape somehow, some way. I think he wins it, um, and you know, it, kudos to him. I think I think he's gonna hold that belt for a little bit longer and and, and continue the lineage of it. So that's my pick. I got Rohit. I'm very biased. I'm very extremely, extremely, extremely biased. I'm picking Jordan Grace because <laughs> I I don't have any other reason behind it other than I'm picking her. Um, but she's probably not gonna win. But I'm picking her. See, in this match, I would love to see Jordan Grace win. She's a force to be reckoned with. I don't have to sell anyone on her. We know what she's capable of. And it'd be very believable for her to win this match. And it'd be historic in a way. But Rohit does have a great thing going on. And I don't know if they want to put an end to that just yet. But I think those are the two probable winners for this match. And, and I don't think anyone else really has anything to, to – I don't want to say gain, but storyline-wise – it leans to me towards Jordan Grace or, or Rohit. So yeah. um, I think Rohit is going to pull it off somehow, like Jay says, but I would love to see Jordan Grace take the strap home. 
Yeah, and I think she would make history because I don't recall any females ever being the X Division champion. Right. And so this is another way for them to tap into what I mentioned before with the prior match. To not necessarily erase recent history, but to have, you know, diversify a little more the the selections, the things to look back on when it comes to uh, propelling women to the top and taking care of, of women talent to, you know, elevate and, and see them as equal as, as everyone else. Yeah, definitely for sure. Job with that. Definitely for sure. Uh, you know, next up, we have the Impact Knockout Championship, and that's, you know, featuring the champion, Deanna Perrazzo versus Kylie Ray. This is something they've been building and building and building towards. Um, you know, and, and kudos to Impact. You know, as soon as Deanna Perrazzo became available, they swooped her up. Um, and, then, you know, Impact has always been known for their women's division as well. Their women's division nice. has been top-notch. Like, I, I still go back to, like, Slammiversary when it was in Boston, and I seen Gail Kimbrough's, you know, Taryn Terrell and the RK off the ramp. Like, <laughs> had me sold. Um, but they've always been strong in it, in their knockouts division. And I don't see this, uh, you know, straying away from that. Um, I do, however, think Kylie Ray pulls this one out. Like, they've been finding ways, you know, Kylie Ray is basically – Bailey before Bailey, I guess you can say in a way. Always just so happy go lucky um, with that mean streak that can come out. And I think that mean streak does come out in one great match between these two. So I'm going with Kylie Ray in this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick Deanna just because, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth and a lot of uh, hot potato with the Impact Women's Knockouts Championship. Um, so I'm going to pick Deanna Perazzo because I just think they want to build around her and kind of make her into a strong champion who has just a lot of strong challengers and really build her name. Um, so I'm going to lean towards going towards a champion, but they got a great thing going on with Kylie Ray. Like you said, Jay, shout out to TNA for always highlighting the women's division, always giving the women time to actually tell a story out there and show their athleticism. You know, you got Kylie Ray, you got Deanna Perrazzo. We already mentioned Tanil Dashwood. We mentioned Jordan Grace. Um, this a crop of, you know, really Havoc. There's, there's so much. Tons. Impact. Uh, impact. Yeah. So many, so many, so many women out there who are really, really good in the ring and really entertaining in and outside of the ring. So I'm, I'm really glad that they're highlighting that as usual. Uh, but I'm going to pick Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah, I mean, this is another one that could go either way. It's not clear cut. So I, I think Deanna's push has been a little more. It's been quicker. It's been more forceful. It's been more in your face. Whereas Kylie, as much as we're seeing her you know, move, move along and move up the rankings. It's been something they've been working on and crafting for a while. And so that's why I could see it going either way. But I don't see them at the end of the day pulling the plug on Deanna's run with the title. That needs to go a little longer. And so, but if they do, it'd be interesting as to know why. Yeah. I mean, and it's sidebar here, but, you know, I mean, you know, even with Impact, I know they're, they're planting the seeds. I don't know if they're going to bring it back. Um, but seeing a lot more women tag team matches in Impact, um, you know, and they were kind of the originators with that. You know, they had the beautiful people back then. You know, they had ODB, you know what I mean? So it would be interesting to see if they bring back the Impact Women's Tag Team Championships, you know what I mean? Because I, I see Tasha Steeles and Kara Hogan being the prime uh, prime people to win that championship and, and represent that division well. Um, but, you know, to Julio's credit, as he mentioned, man, like Impact has always been in the forefront of, you know, given the women time to, to put on these great matches and, and storytell as well. Um, and, you know, I, I see it only continue to move forward in the future, like, you know, putting a heavyweight championship on, you know, on a woman to be the face of your brand. Very controversial, but got a lot of publicity for it. You know what I mean? And, you know, I mean, they, 
they didn't it actually helped them more than it hurt them to be honest with you so you know kudos yeah. to them and it brought you know, eyes, mm-hmm. it brought I'm, eyes I'm, and as much ridicule as they got as well can't ignore that mm-hmm. they got a lot of props they did and i, I think this is going to be a sleeper match of the night for some reason um i mean out of out of everything on this card there's a lot of talent especially in that x division championship match but i think this was going to be the sleeper pick of the night for some reason so that's just my guess um, but moving along, man, we have the Impact World Tag Team Championships. And, again, I know it seems like, you know, we're just giving them a lot of props because we're doing their, their card. But shout out to Impact because their tag team division has always been good, you know, dating back to America's Most Wanted, to bear money, you know what I mean, and, and, and many others. Um, but they continue to do it, man. They got a fatal four-way for the Impact World Tag Team Championships featuring the Motor City Machine Guns, you know, who just recently came back. Um, you know, the Good Brothers versus uh, Madman Fulton and Ace Austin versus the North. You know what I mean? For the uh, better part of the year, the North has been representing that that division. Um, they only recently lost the tag titles uh, about, I want to say, about a month and a half, maybe two months ago, um, to the Motor, uh, Motor City Machine Guns. And, you know, the Motor City Machine Guns have been you know, everything as you expected. You know, their former Impact, oh, excuse me, TNA, tag team champions and they, they come back, they're not just a nostalgia act. They're actually being able to keep up with the talent um, and, and keeping that division progressing forward. And not to mention, man, they don't even have like the, the like up and coming team or, or the, the it team that people always lead to like the rascals. You know what I mean? They're not even in this match, um, which right. which is kudos to impact for giving people something to yearn forward to, you know, to look forward to um, after this match as well. So, um, my pick for this match, however, ooh, it's kind of tough, man. But I, I think the Motor City Machine Guns eke it out. I think they keep the titles. So that's my pick on that one. Yeah, I would go with the Good Brothers. Um, mm. just think they're due in terms of wrestling in general uh, for a title run. Um, but, you know, those are four really good tag teams. Um, the North has been excellent. Uh, Madman Fulton and Ace Austin did do great work, uh, you know. And it's it's funny to say the most unathletic team of those four is is the Good Brothers, uh, but I, I think I think they they are ready for a run and a, and a long run with with a, a a pair of tag team championships. Yeah, like the North kind of remind me like for whatever odd reason of like the old Steiner brothers. Right. Right. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. with their ring attire, man. And yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a nod to old school uh, tag team wrestling, but they, they're very modern with it. You know what I mean? And, you know, we've been lucky enough to see Ethan Page just outside of impact. You know what I mean? I've seen him on the independent circle a few times and then especially with involved. So it's good to see, you know, him sit, uh, you know, settling in into a company and making a name for himself. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Good Brothers. I think it's time. I agree with Julio completely. It's time. I think that the Motor City Machine Guns have, have done what they need to do when it comes to being champions and holding down the tag team division. But you brought in the Good Brothers for a reason. You brought in the Good Brothers to generate buzz, to elevate your product, to elevate your division, to bring more eyes. And so, signing them, acquiring them brought attention it brought eyes it brought temporary buzz but now what now give them the straps allow them to take your company to new heights while they bring up the tag team division as well so i see that going if they take the straps they'll they'll go they'll go a a good long while with those with that championship 
I think right. they're good. Now, fellas, we're down to two matches left on the card. <sighs> the TNA Heavyweight Championship. As Luis always calls it, it's like that's probably like his pride and joy of, of titles. That's definitely in his top three. Love it. You know, of the most beautiful, as he says, beautifulest. I don't, I don't even know that was a word. The most <laughs> uh-huh. beautiful. Did I say that? I didn't say beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of, you kind of put it up there. It's in that lore. <laughs> you said the most beautiful. No, no, no. You, you added the EST at the end. But, yeah. mean, it's a <laughs> no comment. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, I mean, then. all right. Uh, so I'm the EST of UPW. <laughs> <laughs> he caught the alley. He caught the alley. You know I mean? <laughs> uh, but Moose, man, Moose bringing back the TNA Heavyweight Championship, uh, doing it at a time where, you know, everyone knows uh, Impact was having a little uh, issue with their heavyweight champion at the time and the championship not being defended. Um, Moose bringing back the title and calling himself the real heavyweight champion and yep. has been defending that title on Impact Television and has been doing a great job and, and you know just throughout you know battling former TNA legends um, and and bringing more notoriety to that championship to the point where people are like hey I mean, is this an actual recognized title now in Impact like is that going to be their mid card title like what's going on um, he's first in EC3 man and this is a EC3 fresh off of you know, not doing anything on the main roster. And it wasn't. Well, his he, he held the red cup. He held the red cup. Oh, he held the red cup. <laughs> he held the red cup. Don't change yeah, the narrative. <laughs> nah. I mean, it, it, doing nothing. I, I feel like WWE completely dropped the ball with him Absolutely. on that one. On, on like they they could have had a monstrous heel. Um, just even following the, the the TNA, you know, regimen of what they did for for EC3. But EC3 is coming back, and he, you know, with his gimmick basically want to erase the past you know what i mean want to eviscerate everything um and i think it was pretty cool like how he came out and you know attacked moose and and, and you know took hostage to tna heavyweight championship and doing the little vignettes and like hey in order to you know completely destroy my past and move forward i have to destroy this you know the tna heavyweight championship um you know, it's been great storytelling, and I, like I know, it's built up anticipation, and probably this is the match I most look forward to on this card. Um, and with that said, man, and, you know, I mean, I, oh, it's hard to see EC3 losing his first match back in Impact. Um, however, I do think Moose squeaks this one out. I yeah. think he does. This match is very, very hard to predict. I mean, we don't even know where it's going to be. You know what I mean? The location is too big exactly. to be determined. You don't even know if it is it for the TNA world title. Is it a hardcore match? Is it a match, period? Um, so this one's really, really hard to predict. But these two guys have been doing great work together. They have great chemistry. Um, Jay, like you said, the long-term storytelling of, of, of Moose, you know, even going back to his high school and thinking that he's seeing EC3 in his coach's face and, and you know, <laughs> and like the, 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 the chase Moose is doing to find the TNA world title even, uh, you know, obviously showing that EC3 is in his head. Uh, you know, going, it's going back to old school uh, wrestling storytelling. So it's been it's been really entertaining to see. Um, but yeah, this one's hard to predict. I don't really know. You I mean EC3 coming back to TNA, even on his personal social media page, he's left the waters murky to even, is he back with, with impact? Is he, is he even signing impact? Is he looking to go other places? So it's hard to predict, but, um, just with that uncertainty around surrounding EC3, whether or not it's shoot or not, um, I'm going to go with Moose. 
Hmm. Yeah, this, this, this is another one that could go either way for very different reasons. I do love Moose's run with this title in particular for reasons that we already talked about. But the, the run in itself has been a reinvention of sorts for Moose. To see this arrogant character, to see how, how much of a buildup we've had to, to this storyline and to the character and to what he's doing to fill that void originally was very well thought out, was very smart. And I think that, you know, it is to be considered, like Julio said, given, given EC3 social media activity. And, you know, we, we have to take everything with a grain of salt sometimes with what wrestlers are posting to social media. We don't know if it's kayfabe or what or whatever. And so given EC3's case, you have to wonder if this is like a chance for him to showcase himself if he loses, right? Was this all a chance to showcase himself for other companies, which would be awesome and impact. You would definitely understand that given his history with the company. And I just can't, can't think of any other sort of reason for him to lose in his first big match back. Unless, you know, it's something that we'll forget about pretty quick and he's, he's signed some kind of multi-year deal and he's going to bang out a bunch of other amazing matches. So I see, I see Moose taking it, but again, EC3 winning that title, it really makes it a viable belt that could be competed for. It, it sets that precedent instead of having it just be sort of like a, a gimmick. But I see, I see Moose pulling it out. I do. Last match on this card, man. Impact World Championship. You know, Eric Young, the returning Eric Young, uh, who's been back. You know, he's won the the Impact Heavyweight Championship, beating Eddie Edwards. Um, again, another guy who was released in, that, in that, that that wave of releases. And, you know, I feel WWE dropped the ball on him as well. You know, they had a great thing with NXT with Sanity. Um, and then they called him onto the main roster and just kind of botched them all. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the only one who's still on the any – well, actually, no one's on the main roster. They're all, like, scattered. You got Killian Dane back at NXT. Uh, you got, you know what I mean? Mr. Wolf over in NXT UK. I mean, Nikki Cross, I guess, you know, you can say it's still main roster, but I think they kind of severed ties prior to, you know, her, everyone joining the main roster. Um, but, you know, I digress by saying, like, Eric Young went to Impact. They gave him that maniacal character, that plot twist, that, that rage and aggression, like the, you know, he's a maniac. That That's their moniker for him. Um, and he's won the title. And, you know, he did it in his first match back, taking out Rich Swan. Um, which set up this storyline, um, you know, making it seem like even to the point where Rich Swan had to do his own best Mark Henry retirement <laughs> type angle. Um, but he's back. And I, I think in this match, I think Rich Swan um, beats the brakes off Eric Young. However, I think EY pulls it out. Yeah, I agree with you, Jay. I think, I think, I think what we're looking for is EY to kind of, I think, I think EY is going to eventually lose the title, but, after a, a pretty lengthy run where it's someone young, younger than Rich Swan, not that Rich Swan's not young, um, that, that comes up and takes it up, takes it from him. But his character work right now is amazing. You know what I mean? Like you said, the aggression he's showing, that kind of loose cannon, Brian Pillman type feel that he's kind of given off has been really awesome to see. You know, who would have thought four years ago if you said in a major promotion, Eric Young versus Rich Swan would be the main event match for a major pay-per-view. Um, and people would be 100% entertained. Um, you know, that's something you wouldn't think of. So it's great to see. Um, I know these two are going to give a great match, but I think I'm going to go with Eric Young. So this this is a – it's a small guy match. It's not yeah. 
Not because uh, don't Vince yeah. McMahon. Don't Vince McMahon. Don't Vince McMahon. Don't Vince, McMahon. Vince would not be a fan of this match. Don't Vince McMahon. There's not enough beef. <laughs> it's not like it's not even like a marquee matchup. It doesn't have any of those things going. Oh uh, what? Uh, to me, it's not exciting. It's not a knock on the talent. Just that you know where they are on the card, what they're doing, who they are. It doesn't really mess with me to make to create a banger. And so, what I think will happen is if I have to give a prediction, sure, Eric Young squeezes it out for this reason, which could happen even if Rich Swan wins, is that a new contender enters the picture and kind of ruins the match. And that's where the storyline goes. It transi- this match will transition into that. And it could even be if Moose beats EC3, EC3 could be that guy who then comes in and says, I'm taking this belt. And it could be like an Eric Young. I want it off you. So that's why he attacked Rich Swan. So it could be something like that. I do see someone coming coming into this, though. That's a great point, Luis. And I think, you know, even with that call your shot gauntlet match, I yes. mean, let's see who wins that and who comes out and pulls out. Exactly. Yeah, they can call this shot whenever. Yeah. yeah. Whenever but, they want. So that's, that's what a great I see. Point. Yeah. I see someone coming point. in, a new contender coming into this picture during that yeah. match. And what a way to get people talking about you more than to have something like that happen where it's unexpected, where you know, somebody in that match walks out with the championship who wasn't involved in the... In exactly. The AK, <laughs> he's Slater. Yeah, but, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Just putting that out there. But it should but be yeah. an exciting night. This is a great card. Overall, it's a great, great card. card, and it won't great disappoint. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. I mean, I definitely, I know I'll be uh, tuned in, you know, and you guys are more than welcome to tune in. Like, I, I had to hip Julio to... To, to the plug there, you know what yeah. I mean? So, nah, I'm tapped in now. I'm tapped <laughs> yeah. in. I'm tapped, tapped in. in. You know, we still got to pull uh, Luis out of the, the matrix known as WWE and expand on his horizons. You know, I, I know I know. It, he, he was sweating bullets before this, uh, this deadline to learn everything about this card and the participants on the card. You know? I mean, I can't <laughs> so, say I tune in to Impact every time, but I definitely keep up with what's going yeah. on. I watch it on social media, all the clips, all the highlights, all the articles. And so, like, I, I think they're doing a great thing. They've been, they've been, for me, honestly, they've been number one throughout the whole pandemic. No offense to Impact, but there's about 23 million other people that are like you, Luis, who probably have exactly. no idea who are on this card. So <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, feel, like, don't feel like you're alone. <laughs> but I, I will say this. No, you it's know, a good card. And, and I, I, do know, I know a little more than what you guys think I, I know. <laughs> like Trust I said, to, to shout out, like, to Impact. You guys don't understand how hard and how much credit we have to give Luis because – He's knowing your product. We're not giving, we're not typing messages to him, giving like, no, he like actually did his research, watched some content and is knowledgeable. So like, like I said, usually he's in that WWE matrix. Um, and so kudos to you guys, man, cause you got him to watch the product. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we, we haven't covered impacts as Don West. <laughs> commentary, <laughs> And we have had impact. Several impact on yes. the show. Yeah, we've had the Pope Elijah Pope. We've had Moose. We've had who else? Who else? I mean, we've had uh, we've Cage, had people. Rock, if you count them. Yeah, Brian Cage. Yeah, we've yeah. Brian I mean, we've Cage. had we had MVP at the time when he was over that over that way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, now he's doing the hurt business. So, I mean, yeah, we've we've had. I mean, people on him. There's plenty a plethora of people we haven't had on that. We do talk to RVD. The Definitely two times. RVD twice. Yeah, man. So, yeah, hit us up. Send us a line. Tell us what you think is going to happen. And we'll write back. Or we'll shout you out. Or, we'll, you know, if you hit us this up, is what we'll we do. it. 
you know, come, come talk to us. So unsanctionedpodcast at gmail.com and then Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at unsanctionedpw and then unsanctionedpodcast on, on YouTube. They got to follow us on YouTube, man. We, we've been, we've been like accosted, we've been accosted about our YouTube. I newly started YouTube, so let's smash, make sure we get that. We get that smash going. that subscribe button, people. Exactly. Smash that like button, please. If you're listening to us on our audio platforms, which we've already named, we do it all the time. Still go subscribe on our YouTube. Go, go do that, exactly. But if you're yes, listening to our exactly. audio platforms, we hope we've been trying, we've been investing in our quality getting better. So we hope you hear it, but you must know that this is Zoom audio. That's important for me, you know, to have you know sound guy sound guy is on zoom <laughs> right <laughs> we, now we, we about to get the t-shirts made up each other but we take this audio and we throw it out there yeah, about so to get thank the t-shirts, you for joining us man the t-shirts are coming up man it's called the sound guy says warning <laughs> <laughs> audio baby zoom audio <laughs> so yeah thank you hit me up anytime at luis vasquez 617 on twitter yeah, it's your boy, J. Holland, man, the Connoisseur 781. You already know what it is. June, from you at the juice underscore UPW. And yeah, fellas, we, we got one in the books, man. This, this is going to be a huge weekend for wrestling. So we got Bound one down on Saturday. Bound for Glory. That's their, that's their WrestleMania, in a sense. Yeah. So their, their biggest show of the okay. year. So mm-hmm. yeah, you guys already know, man. This is your Unsanctioned Podcast. We're now being unsanctioned over your airwaves. Till the next time, peace and love, y'all. Gotta bring the city back. Let me know we still here, never gonna stop. Keep rolling like a wheelchair.